Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 1. Here's Pastor Ryan. Where God is our witness, He sees us, no one else. When we do that regularly, we begin, that's exercising our spiritual senses. And pretty soon we discern both good and evil. Adam and Eve fell in the garden because Satan lied to them and said, Oh, you can figure out what's good for you and what's bad for you on your own. Just take a bite of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Remember that? If they wanted to know what was good and what was bad for them, who could they have asked? God. God, is this good for me or bad for me? And God would have said good or bad, right? Because God loves them. But they thought, ah, I know what's good now. I know what's bad. And Satan lied to them. What's, what does the world think? I don't need Jesus. I know what's good. I'm a pretty good person. It's sad. They're still deceived by Satan. They don't know there are no good people. And I thank God for the violent early life I had in gangs, drugs, because I've seen evil. And it didn't take much to convince me that this world is messed up. The truth is, man is in a sinful state and he came to reverse that and only he can reverse that. One must be born again because everyone's spiritually dead. And this is why so many Christians are not testing things today. This is why so many Christians are not discerning of the times we're living in today. Because they're not exercising prayer with God. The only way we know what time it is is by prayer. And God's an equal opportunity God. It's not like he says, oh, special access to Pastor Ryan. All of us can spend as much time as we want with God as we want. How much, however far and deep you want to go with the Lord, you can spend time with Him. And the more you do, the more discernment you'll have. Is what I'm doing good or is what I'm doing bad? Am I talking myself into compromise? Am I talking myself into complacency? Am I making excuses for myself? Or am I dealing with God's truth? Seek him and you'll find out. I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayer. And it's by his spirit. He says I serve God by my spirit. You see, and those who worship the Lord need to worship Him in spirit and in truth. It is the spirit of the human uh, being, person, in which we communicate with God's spirit that we are His, that we are His children. Our spirit with His spirit is how we communicate with Him. And, and again, 
My pastor taught me long ago, Ryan, you know, people want supernatural results, but they don't want to go about it with supernatural means. Our spirit needs to connect with God's spirit to really know what's going on. And God's a beautiful, he's an equal opportunity God. And it is whoever wants to kick it with him. You know, try 15 minutes, then do something crazy and do a half hour. And do something really crazy and do 45 minutes. Then go somewhere and spend an hour, hour and a half, two hours. You're going to come back feeling fantastic. And you're going to think to yourself, my gosh, why, why, where, wow, that's what was missing. Now I know what to do about my life. Before I, I kind of thought, you know, you make less mistakes that way, I've, I've, I have found. But I like that he says here, um, in verse 9, um, that he says that, I, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. And, and again, that's a, a beautiful reminder uh, for us to, to, without ceasing, pray for our church. Pray for one another. It, it makes a greater impact than we, you know, sometimes know. You know, I mean, everything that, that we do here is a result of, of, of all of you guys praying. There's no way I can do what I do up here in preaching the truth without the support and prayers of God's people in this church. We need to keep that up. We need to pray for our church without ceasing, especially in these last days, as Satan, we know according to Revelation, he's, he's, he's turning up the volume. He's, he's really going you know full force nowadays so we have to pray more and more for one another amen to remember that in james chapter 5 verse 16 it says confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much james 5 16 Pray for one another. Galatians 6, 2, Paul would say, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. We need each other in prayer. We need each other in prayer. Verse 10, he says, making request if by some means, now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. And so he's praying in the will of God that he might visit them, come to them. For I long to see you. Again, he's never seen them before, guys, but they do have, the, you know, they would eventually have this letter. For I love, I, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established that is that I may be encouraged together with you by a mutual faith both of you and me and so Paul as an apostle of Christ given special uh, uh, you know revelation from the Lord in, in helping to plant God's churches and build them up is saying to them that I long to come see you so that I can um, you know give you a spiritual blessing that I can impart to you something something that'll help establish you that's legit that's beautiful that's the heart of a shepherd that's a heart of the apostle paul that he would do that towards them but also he he also lets them know that it's not just him helping and establishing and encouraging them but that they have a mutual faith so that both of them will be encouraged by their gathering together one day and that's what he's longing for that they would gather together one day and mutually mutually encourage one another. 
And when we get together, that is what fellowship is all about. That is what church should be about. It's the being taught the word of God, learning from the word of God, coming to his house, praising him together, but also mutually encouraging and building each other up. That is the purpose of fellowship. And we live at a time where people have really convinced themselves that they're okay not to come to church. And it, it's not just because of the COVID thing. It's because of, it's always been that way where people find a means, find a way, find an excuse that they are the exclusion, uh, the, Exclusion to the exception. exception to the rule. Thank you very much. The ex I'm still sick. <laughs> Whenever I mess up, it's because I'm sick. <laughs> They're the exception to the rule. It's long before any pandemic ever hit. That's just the way it's been. I, you know, my case is a little different. You know, there are rare cases. Don't get me wrong, but generally, we push through and we come. Not to do a religious thing, but because people need to see you. People need the Lord in you. There is only one beautiful you, and only you can do what Christ can do through you for us. There is no other you. You, there's just you. And you can't, you can't do that to us. And hold out the goodness of the Lord in you and your personality. You can touch people I cannot touch. You know? You can touch people that I cannot touch. And you come into church and you're the best Christ-like you you can be. You'll minister to somebody. Because it's meant for us to, you know, to have fellowship and get to know one another. And I'm sorry if you're a Christian. I'm sorry if you're not a people person. I'm not either. And look at where I am. I'm a people person, but not that many people person. <laughs> and God would say, too bad, too sad, Ryan. I died for you. I get to tell you what to do. And then I go to those quiet places to pray and say, well, help me to be extra, 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 extra personable and hospitable. Because I'm, I'm not an introvert, but my goodness, I'm telling you, too much is too much sometimes, you know? I walk into a room and I want to walk the other way out because there's just too many people for me. I don't know what it is. It's age. It's the sickness I have. But see, it's all, all of the, the, you know, we have to gather Satan had a field day the last two years, right? And he constantly tries to keep Christians from gathering together. He knows that we become weak when we are separated from the church. You look at any, um, you know, documentary on, on wolves and, and, and how they hunt. It's always the stragglers. It's always, the, you know, the ones that, that pull away from the pack. They look for the weakest one or the one that's isolated and they attack that one. And you know the verses, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Paul said to them, we get together and we're going to encourage one another. Hebrews 10, 24, 25, it says, come together in order to do the same thing. Stir up one another in love and good works. 
not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. The day speaks to the second coming of our Lord. He's going to come back and destroy this planet. He's going to destroy non-believers. That is written. It's coming. He is going to destroy those who reject Christ. Right? Those who, who say they believe in him, but they don't follow him. They're gone. They're gone. Even demons believe in Jesus. Those who say they believe, but they don't follow, they're gone. They ain't going. <sighs> Hebrews tells us, because this is, the closer you get to that point, the more you see the signs, the conditioning, the media, the the the... the immoralness the lawlessness the craziness the backwards of morals the more you see that the more we know he's coming soon we better be ready and one of the things that we're exhorted to do is as you see that his day is coming near more so you should be in church not less so but you have to spend time with God in order to not care what the media tells you or anybody tells you about not coming to church. You have to spend time with God and say, I'm just going to do, I'm going to trust God and do what he tells me to do. Because he knows better than a bunch of dudes. Psalm 133 Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. Fellowship is sweet. It's good. It's good. But if we neglect it, our flesh will tell us it's bad. They're not going to like me. They're not going to accept me. They're going to reject me. Well, that's how I think. <laughs> but no, they're pretty nice. They're pretty nice. Love believes all things. Love never fails. We need to come together and fellowship. Verse 13, now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among uh, the other Gentiles. And so Paul wants to you know, visit them. He lets them know, I, I, I tried, but I was hindered. And, but I, I want to go that I might have some fruit among you. And, and that, that is, you know, to say, he's, he's speaking of a, spiritual harvest that, that, that with his help with his exhortations with his teachings that they might be fruitful that there, there might be a spiritual progress that, that they would grow in the Lord and that others would come to know Jesus Christ through them that the harvest would, would grow amongst them as it had all around the world where Paul helped out the churches and planted them you know they, that's what he's seeking he's seeking that there would be some fruit and it is no different in what God wants from us. God saved us so that we too would bear a spiritual harvest for him. And, and, and you know, not that it has to be like 
tons and tons of people. But we should be progressing spiritually where the fruits of the Spirit are evident in our life. We are cognitive of the Spirit, that we have, you know, love, joy, peace, self-control, um, and the fruits of the Spirit that are spoken of in Galatians. I mean, we that happens as we have a close relationship with the Lord, but that spills over to other people. Our main goal is, is, is other people coming to Christ. It's not our careers. It's not, you know, our... Um, our, you know, our livelihoods here, you know, we're Christians. No matter what our career is, we are, whatever, whatever the vocation or, or uh, career is, those are sub-things in our life. We're Christians amongst that uh, career, amongst that vocation. Our whole goal is to save people around us. And that is what Christ saved us for. So we can bear fruits, a harvest of people being saved for the Lord. He does the saving, but he saved you and I to use us to plant those seeds and to help people get saved. And how many Christians are not in the least interested in sharing their faith today? In the least. They won't do it tomorrow and they won't do it a, a year from tomorrow. And it's sad. But why is that? Why is that? Why is there no excitement for the Lord to share what he has given to you or to me? Because we're not sitting at his feet. We're not considering the cross anymore in our own personal lives and what he's done for us. But when we sit at his foot, at his feet, and we remember our first love, that he died for us, and you know what? We are indebted to, to Jesus. He saved us and we owe him. We owe him. We are indebted to him. Oh, oh, salvation is the free work that he does and he gives. But if we are his, he owns us and we owe him. We owe him to bear fruit. Jesus said in John 15, 16, let's turn there. And give me an amen once you're there. John 15, 16. All right. You did not choose me. You hear that, guys? You hear Jesus speaking that loud to us this morning? You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. And so here he says that he has chosen us, right? Right, and he has chosen us to bear fruit. It's, a, you know, it, it's as if he's saying to us, you know, I saved you. I died for you. You're mine. Here's what I command you to do in return. Bear fruit. He died on the cross. But we owe him to bear fruit. He would say in this section, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him shall bear much fruit. How do we abide in him? By spending that quality time we talked about in prayer. Every single day we abide in him. 
Because prayer, again, it's, it's not me getting my will done. It's about me coming before you, Lord, and telling you I have a problem with doing your will. Will you change my heart? I don't want to bear fruit. I want to just sit on the couch and, and eat Cheetos all day. I don't want to like get busy about your business. Will you change me? Will you help me? And he does. And all of a sudden, your eyes are like, bam, wide open. And all of a sudden, you have that, that, that fire in your heart. And you're just like, oh, I'm going to Staters to get some food. But you're going with your eyes open. You're just like, in anyone you talk to, you know, God bless you. God loves you. We're, you know, before you're just like, Psh, I'm getting my eggs and I'm out of here. That's the flesh. That's how we roll. But once you spend that time, it's about fruit. It's about, where do you go to church? You want to come to our church. Our pastor, he's crazy. He's bald. He's the next gang member. Come. It just starts happening that way. It's okay not to have a passion. I'm not here because he was looking around earth and saying, who's passionate for me? I'm here because I said to him, I do not have a passion for you. I love you, but I don't love, love, love you. Will you help me love, love, love you? And may you help me have a passion for you and a zealousness for you? And, he, and Jesus says, you have not because you ask not. Ask for a different heart. Why, why are we just stuck on the same heart that we have? Every day you can get another one. Every day. I need another heart. I need a better heart. The old heart's cynical. Thinks bad of people. Thinks everyone's out to get them. Get rid of that heart. It's a dumb heart. I need a new heart. Give me the, the love, love thy spouse heart, Lord. Give me a patience with the kids heart, Lord. Give me a can't wait to go to prayer night heart, Lord. You have not because you ask not. He would say in the same chapter, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. And then Paul would, uh, back in Romans, would say, um, I am a debtor, both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and the unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. I'm a debtor. I owe God, I owe the Greeks, the cultured ones of the time, the barbarians, the non-cultured ones at the time. So there are haters back then too. The wise, the unwise. To Paul, it doesn't matter. I owe everybody on the planet Earth to share Jesus with them. Why? Because I'm indebted to Christ. And some of us have forgotten that you guys owe Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. For your love, for your grace, and your mercy. You are so good to us. Oh Lord, we are debtors, Lord, to you. Because you so loved us that even when we were dead in our trespasses, you made us alive by your death on the cross. You nailed our sins to that wood in your blood, Lord. Because you were innocent, you, you died in our place. And your righteousness was bestowed upon us, Lord. Oh, Father, this morning, we thank you for the blood. We thank you that you rose on the third day. And we are justified because you rose. 
And many, many people will be left behind to deal with the Antichrist and this fallen world and your judgments. And we don't want that, Lord. We want people to, to come to know you. And you don't want that either. You want them. You, you desire that no man perish, but that all come to you. No more my own ways, no more my own life. Father, we thank you again. We ask your blessing upon our fellowship. And may you continue to do a mighty work of your spirit to these, through these, your people. Use them. Give us all divine appointments this week to invite people to church. It's a new year, and you can come at any moment. Help us, Lord, to give out what you have given us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.